0: Hey, everyone, you're listening to On the House with Spartan, an ad-free podcast brought to you by a full-service turnkey company. I'm your host, Lindsey Davis, CEO and co-founder of Spartan Invest. On this show, we talk about all things real estate, from market patterns, industry insight, construction, property management, and other investment avenues. We hope you'll join as we dive into today's episode of On the House with Spartan. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of On the House with Spartan Invest. Um, I am here today to talk about Huntsville, Alabama's history. So if you recall a couple episodes back, if you're an avid listener, uh, that we decided to do a little something different. You know, we're doing a lot of our episodes in series, and we really wanted to focus on our markets. And we thought it would be really cool, or maybe I just thought it would be really cool because I'm a history buff to... To take just a little time and talk about the history and how that particular market and/or city uh, was established, what gave it kind of what was the catalyst that made it grow, and why, and then spend another episode on why that particular market is a really good turnkey market. So today we're talking about the history of Huntsville. Now there's a lot of information in here, and unfortunately. I do not have it all memorized, so I am going to be reading parts uh, of this. and And if you're not a huge history buff and you really just want to know, hey, why why should I invest in Huntsville, Alabama, or North Alabama in general? Then please, you know, I skip ahead because I'm going to get into the weeds of how Huntsville um, started and and uh, what's what is uh, contributed to its growth. All right, so let's get started. Uh, So Huntsville was founded in 1805 um, when a Revolutionary War veteran and pioneer John Hunt settled uh, the area around Big Spring. In 2020, if you happen to catch our uh, our virtual Spartan Summit, you see that we focused a lot on that Big Spring area. It's right in downtown Huntsville, and it's absolutely beautiful. But we did a, a lot of segments during that Huntsville tour in that Big Spring area. Prior to Hunt's arrival, you know, modern-day Huntsville was used as a hunting ground by the Chickasaw and Cherokee tribes, and you know, to pay off a twenty thousand dollar trading debt, the Chickasaw signed a treaty on July twenty third, eighteen o five, in which they ceded two point two five million acres of land to the federal government. And then the Cherokee did the same um, that that next year in 1806, and that was for 322 acres of land. So I told you I was going to get in the weeds. We're talking acreage here and how Huntsville started. The um, Now, the land was purchased by farmer Leroy Pope, which is a very Alabama name, uh, who bought the area around Big Springs during the Madison County land sale of 1809 for $23 an acre and named the town Twickenham after the birthplace of English poet Alexander Pope. Yeah, we, we had to uh, research, make sure we're saying that correctly. And now in 1811, so it wasn't it wasn't Twickenham for too long. In 1811 the town was incorporated and renamed Huntsville in honor of John Hunt. So later on, when Alabama became a state on December 14th, 1819, which it's kind of ironic. And one thing that we learned, too, is, you know, Huntsville is actually older than the state of Alabama. It's older than Birmingham. You know, and then in Birmingham market videos or market episodes, we talked a lot about Birmingham's growth because of the iron industry. Uh, But it's funny that, that Huntsville was actually established before... Uh, before Birmingham or before Alabama was even a state. Um, and on December 14th, 1819, Huntsville became the first temporary capital city. So initially the the cotton industry really fueled Huntsville's rapid, rapid economic growth. Land in Madison County was really fertile, and one acre could yield about a thousand pounds of cotton annually. Now, during this time, the South, that was a, a very big economic driver, as, as I'm sure you guys are aware. Uh a textile industry also emerged. It was established in 1832. The Bell Factory was the town's oldest textile mill with 100 looms and 3,000 spindles. So there you go. (laughs) That's a lot of spindles. By 1850, Huntsville had developed into a pretty thriving community with almost 3,000 residents. Uh, But by the eve of the Civil War, you know, Huntsville was still a major cotton and transportation hub, thanks to Memphis and the Charleston Railroad, which was completed around that time in 1857. Uh, During the Civil War, the Huntsville suffered significant economic hardships, as most of the South did, and most cotton dealers closed up shop. The Bell Factory actually shut down briefly, but was able to reopen in 1868. Thanks to northern investments, the city rebounded during the Reconstruction era. New ventures like the Huntsville Cotton Mill Company and a rail line connecting the city to Nashville helped Huntsville regain its footing in the um, 1880s. Larger industrial-scale mills like Dallas Mill, which was founded in 1891, Lincoln Mill and Murmack Mill, both established in 1900, really helped to transform the city into one of the country's largest textile uh, production centers. By 1890, Huntsville had almost 8,000 residents, which is about a 60% increase from the decade prior. Coming into the 20th century, uh, World War I generated even more demand for textiles, and Huntsville's cotton industry continued to expand. Uh, By 1920, Madison was home to 10 textile mills. Then the Great Depression hit. You know, crop prices plummeted, and cotton fell to just 9 or 10 cents a pound from over 20 cents per pound in 1929. Luckily, uh, President Franklin D. Roosevelt's New Deal helped to stabilize cotton prices, providing some relief to a lot of the local farmers in the area. So at the dawn of World War II in 1941, the U.S. War Department built a 40,000-acre chemical manufacturing plant in Huntsville. It's now called the Redstone Arsenal, and you're going to hear a lot about it. Uh, The facility cost almost $72 million to build, and it employed about 2,000 personnel and manufactured over 27 million rounds of chemical munitions during the war. After the war, Redstone Arsenal was repurposed into a missile research site. In 1950, a About 120 German rocket engineers in the company of Werner von Braun, the father of rocket science, came to Huntsville to work on the U.S. rocket program. Von Braun developed the first U.S. ballistic missile, uh, the Redstone Rocket, in 1958. Uh, This specialized military activity transformed Huntsville's tech sector, and it really led to a rapid population growth. The the city grew from about 16,000 residents in 1950 to almost 73,000 in 1960, and that's a 340% increase. Um, Also, so in the 1960s is really interesting for Huntsville. In 1960, NASA completed the Marshall Space Flight Center at Redstone Arsenal. Uh, This allowed the space agency to develop the 6.4 billion Saturn V, the powerful rocket that landed the first astronauts on the moon and allowed the U.S. to win the space race in 1969. And for those contributions, Huntsville gained the nickname, what we all call and know and love today, is the Rocket City. The University of Alabama Huntsville also became an independent campus in 1969, Uh, Today, it has nine colleges and hosts the nation's second largest research park, the nine million square foot Cummings Research Park. If you want to know a little bit more about that, then yeah, go check out the videos of the Huntsville tour that we did in the 2020 Spartan Summit. We talk a lot about the research park. It's very it's a it's a great space. It's got a lot going on in 1970. The U.S. Space and Rocket Center in Huntsville was established. Yeah, this Smithsonian Affiliate Museum is the largest space museum in the world. Now, in the final years of the 20th century, defense contractors and other industries moved to Huntsville to support NASA and other military projects, pushing the city's population to nearly 160,000 by the end of the 20th century. And in our next episode, like I said, now Huntsville's history is not as deep as Birmingham's. Birmingham has a lot through the Industrial Age and... uh, and the civil rights movement. So if you want to hear a little bit more about that, then go a couple of episodes back. But in our next episode, we're going to look at the 21st, starting the 21st century, and all of the growth and the really just kind of market demographics of the current Huntsville today in North Alabama. Just to end a couple of famous people from Huntsville, uh, Jimmy Wales, who is the co-founder of Wikipedia, which I'm sure is you, you're familiar with and use often. Michael E. Brown, who was the astronomy professor who actually, quote, kind of killed Pluto because his work contributed to Pluto's demotion from a planet to a dwarf. And I feel that all of the time while singing planet songs with my kids. I always end in Pluto and they look at me like I'm crazy. Um, Howard Cross, who is a former NFL player with the New York Giants. I really hope that you enjoyed in your history buff like me and you enjoy taking a deep dive into the, until the past of Huntsville and tune in in our next episode where we talk more and more about the Huntsville market and what makes it such a great turnkey option. Thanks again for tuning in and that's all in the house with Spartan Invest. Thank you guys for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review and subscribe. If you want to learn more, check us out online at spartaninvest.com. Until next time, this is On the House with Spartan.